Welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 49. Uh, 49, I'm feeling fine. It's almost 69. That's, that's relatively... That's sex number. That's a reach, but <laughs> sure. It's 20, 20 off 69. Yeah, it's, it's relatively nice close. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, if, if somebody asked you, is it closer to 69 or is it closer to a million? That's what right. What would you say? What would you say? I would say it's closer to 69. That's right. Thank you. And that's why I'm the podcast uh, <laughs> numbering guy. The, the guy who's good at numbers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, listener and friend of the show, Carl, I can actually hear him on the other side of the country grinding his teeth any time that I try um, on the show to like add two numbers together. <laughs> to, do, to do like really basic math. <laughs> I, I consider myself like uh, functionally, I guess. Uh, Retarded? Yeah. I've, oh, oh, I've, oh, no. Uh, functionally, mathematically, I've worded. Done it. I've just destroyed the podcast. Oh, lately. Wow. I'm sorry. Back oh. for, for literally half a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this God. is what Japan does to your brain. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Wow. Different know. culture. As, <laughs> as, I've, as I've said. It's 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 different when you come when you come back from living overseas for a long time, you know, you can't help but absorb their culture, right? That's right, exactly. My goodness, um, I'm Andrew. I'm here with Theo. Hey, Theo. So nice uh, to be back in the uh, in the old hot tub. <laughs> the big podcast po- hot the tub. Podcast hot tub. The big old hot tub that we all sit in. Yep. Yep. Uh, I got my arms up on the side. I'm looking relaxed. Um, Lucy's here too, and Theo's bathers are just oh, floating on the I'm surface. I'm making the, the Theo is so clothed; he is in mm. so many layers of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Theo is in the hot tub, and he is wearing a short sleeve shirt over the top of a long sleeve shirt. Over the top of the wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I you don't want to see my nipples, all right? That's Gigantic, fair. like dinner plates, like dinner plates. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Oh, folks, there's been a, it's been some silliness in the news this week. Um, oh, oh, actually, wait, we got to fill you in on something. Now, just to prove mm. Ben wrong in his absence, uh, when he cannot defend himself. Which we seem cannot. to do every time that he's not on the show. Yeah, yep. And we'll uh, continue doing. Yes, we'll never stop, we'll never stop. Um, but yeah, to to really prove him wrong when he said that we'd never come back to this topic... Uh, which we did in for ages, and then we did, and we're coming back again. I'm talking, of course, about <gasps> Boat Watch. Oh no! You b- that's <laughs> that's just again. that's just the very end of the sound. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's better. That's better. Just the end of it's no good, is it? It's like trying it's to stifle no, a sneeze. No it was good. awful. Yeah, terrible. You don't want just the end. Yep. Anyway, you may remember the tale from a previous episode. Uh, I believe it was... Oh, it was maybe episode 41? You have won a boat? Sure. That was the title. Can't vouch for the number. I'm going to say 41. Go back and check. And um, if if I am wrong, um, write it down on a card. Put that card in an envelope and just uh, chuck the envelope out a window. I don't want to hear about it. Anyways, you may remember, uh, I believe it was Mayor of Logan in uh, Brisbane. 
It's it, very it specifically been? not in Brisbane. It is okay, south Queensland. of Brisbane. South, geez, south of Brisbane. Yeah. If yeah, Brisbane but... is the honest beer gut of Queensland, <laughs> uh, Logan is definitely the asshole. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, obviously you would want to make the distinction of something that was outside of the bustling metropolis of Brisbane. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mayor, well, I got bad news, everybody. Mayor no more, Luke Smith. Uh, the man who stood accused by the Corruption Council of just kind of receiving a boat. Having somebody say to him, hey, how would you like... A sweet, sweet luxury boat in exchange for a bit of under-the-table business. And apparently, despite his his protestation, he said yes. And then sold uh, the boat. Yeah. And then uh, said that the media allegations that he had received a boat were uh, incorrect, but would not deny receiving a boat when directly questioned multiple times on ABC Radio Brisbane. Oh, that was mm. so good. That was so good. Which um, I think... Um, I honestly think we got the wheels rolling on this with our, um, partly because of our journalistic reporting, mostly mm-hmm. due to our radio play, I believe. Yes, yes. We had a reenactment on that episode. Exciting uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other people got fired too, I believe. Yeah, so what, what happened was um, they, um, the Queensland Parliament actually went away and brought in a law... Uh, which would result in the automatic suspension of any councillor facing serious charges, um, which it turns out uh, is quite a few uh, <laughs> when you run the numbers. Um, uh, five in total. So you, uh, Logan Mayor Luke Smith, we talked about. Uh, we've got uh, Logan Councillor Stacey McIntosh. Um, but not to be outdone, uh, Ipswich Mayor Andrea Antonioli, um, now, if uh, the Ipswich is another place not in Brisbane, mm-hmm. uh, adjacent to Brisbane, one of the cheeks, if you will. I believe my father was born in Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Duma- Dumaji, I'm going to go with, Mayor Edric Weldon and Hopeful Mayor Greg McLean. Um, uh, and the uh, list of charges are uh, quite fun. Uh, you got official corruption and perjury, stealing, fraud, misconduct in public office, office and forgery, and uh, fraud making a second appearance there. Um, <laughs> double fraud. Double fraud. Um, so, which is actually quite insane to me. Um, when I saw um, ABC News tweet this out, I just sat there gobsmacked um because um i mean logan and ipswich are not small places probably two hundred thousand people each so quite significant cities um now apparently mayorless mayorless without mayors well the mayor has bolted (laughs) oh man oh mama uh, well, that's not the only it's not the only Queensland uh, political news that we got going this week. Now, yeah, folks, right. folks, you may have heard of a uh, Queensland politician named Jared Blige. I hadn't heard of him before. Really? Never. Oh, because he well, knows you. Please, he does know me. Please allow me to give you a, a little of Jared's history, if you would like. 
Uh, Jared was part of the notor- notoriously shithouse uh, Campbell Newman government. Oh, okay. Campbell Newman, another mayor, I do believe. He was a mayor. He was mayor he got, of Brisbane. Before he got plugged into that role. He was very popular when he was mayor of Brisbane, wasn't he? He was. And I think we, we talked about it like two episodes ago, at one point um, becoming basically the most um, powerful um, right-wing figure in Australia just by being mayor of Brisbane because every other um, uh, <laughs> liberal or national um, uh, mayor or premier um, had been voted out. Uh, so, so you know, the, the Liberal Party really seized on this popularity by swooping him up and installing him as, as Premier of Queensland. And he then um, just took to it with a big old hammer, smashed a bunch of holes in it, mm-hmm. like a big fucking idiot. Like a true. If, if you want to get war. a handle on the kind of person Campbell Newman is, like two days ago, uh, he tweeted out um, about being inconvenienced because... Um, they shut down a bunch of buses um, due to, I think, an attempted suicide. So he's one of those people. <laughs> oh, okay. Great big moron. You know, so, um, big piece of shit. Big yeah. piece of shit. So when he, when he was elected uh, as Premier in 2012, he appointed uh, Jared Blige to Cabinet as his Attorney General and Minister for Justice. Dun, dun. Um, and mm. as Attorney General, Blige did a whole bunch of stupid shit. Um, he he introduced an amendment that renamed Queensland's civil partnerships for same-sex couples into registered relationships and oh disallowed state-sanctioned ceremonies. I didn't know uh, any of this. He then subsequently unveiled legislation to ban same-sex couples from having a child through surrogacy. Oh, God. Yep. Um, and then as Attorney General, he, he also introduced like... Um, Oh, they introduced a law that said that um, at, like, the government or the Attorney General's discretion, they could just, at their own discretion, arbitrarily increase the sentences of people convicted for, like, child sex offences. Holy shit. So, they were on that whole, like, that whole... Um, the real you know, Darren the, Hinch pathway. Yeah, yeah, that that real, like, um, oh, the, the judiciary isn't harsh enough on people. Yeah, you yeah. know who You know Classic. who really understands sentencing? Some guy. Sharia law. Oh, Some what did you guy. say? Mm. Who, who were we talking about? It was the, Yeah, it was the crazy liberal guy that we were talking about last week who was like, yeah, we need to have, like, um, we need to have punishment uh, put in by a panel of people from the public and no more than 30% of them are allowed to be from, like, the legal profession. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, God. Yeah, that shit's, um, that shit's also ridiculous because if you read studies about that sort of stuff, what's interesting about it is that, like, you ask people from the public, um, hey, do you think that judges are too soft on crime in their sentencing? And people always go, yeah. And they say, well, what about this guy who did this crime and got eight years? What do you think? And they go, well, he should have got more. And if you take any of those people... 12 years. He should have got a thousand years and his nuts blown off with a shotgun. (laughs) Um, And if you take any of those people, apparently, and sit them down and actually show them the evidence and give them the context that any jurors in those cases are given that the majority of the time those people will say, oh, well, the sentence I think that person should have got is, and will then nominate a figure that is lower than the one they yeah. actually got. Um, so it's almost like there's a legal system in place for a reason. 
Mm, crazy. Mm, yeah. Um, almost like the people handing out sentences should be required to have uh, read a couple of books at some yep. point. So there was that stuff. Um, he also gave us the famous uh, bikey laws in Queensland. Oh, God. oh, of course. Yeah, the the notorious. I had no idea who I was dealing with. That's right. The notorious. Um, what what were they? What were they called, Theo? The the associate. Uh, associated. Yeah. Associating um. something. Ooh. Oh God, Ooh, we're all so folks. stupid. Oh, it's a good question. No, let's work in the old. You world. can't anyway. associate anyway. with bikers, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, the the point of the exercise was to say, ah, in order to break up bikey gangs that we have suddenly inflated to the level of, say, Victoria's, um, you know, African crime gang, the Apex Gang. Yeah, it was suddenly this whole thing um, about. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was suddenly this whole thing of oh, the 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 states being swamped by bikey gangs and they're ruining everybody's lives. People are afraid to sleep at night. Wouldn't you know it? The only way we can deal with this is broad, deep, sweeping new powers. Yeah, yep, whole bunch uh, of as these things go. Yep, and um, that resulted in things like it making it illegal for someone to have coffee with their friend who like had a conviction from 15 years ago or whatever. Um, it was the kind of stuff that was widely, widely panned by the judiciary, the whole legal society, um, as being like a massive violation of civil rights. And also like even I read, I remember at the time I read this hilarious, um, piece in the guardian, which was not supposed to be hilarious, but it was to me. Um, where, where they interviewed people who had been victims of, like, um, of bikey gangs, right? And, and the crimes were, you know, things like maybe some, somebody who runs a business having bikies front up and say, oh, well, you can pay us money for protection or we can, like, wreck your shop or whatever. And some other guy who had his boat stolen and he was like, what do the police need new laws for? Like, these guys stole my boat. And I knew who they were and I went to the cops and the cops said, yeah, get a new boat. And like all the people that they talked to just said, there's already laws against all this shit and the police aren't doing anything about it now. Like it was just just ridiculous, this idea that you would have to introduce new laws to do something about gangs stealing stuff and doing crimes and murdering people. Like I feel like we've, I feel like there might be a murder law on the books. <laughs> anyway, hugely, hugely panned. Um, so, Jared Blige, great big dipshit. And um, he made even more of a dipshit of himself this week. Oh, God, he did. He got on the old, he got on the old toots. He got on Twitter, the little bluebird website. And he, he decided... Well, fir- first, he got on the blower. He got on the, got on the he horn. He did get on the blower. Got on the blower. Uh, and he thought he would share the events of his time on the blower with the world. Yeah. And he went on to Twitter... And he typed out this tweet and thought it was a good idea to send it out to the world. This tweet said, quote, I just phoned MyGov. Let me pause right there to just explain to people MyGov is a, is a government, uh, government... It's like social security. It's just yeah, a website. You government can, ID you can like, type thing. Yeah, you can put in your tax return. You can access your welfare stuff, all that sort of thing. I just phoned MyGov to change my address. After giving my personal details, I was asked, and is it okay to identify you as a male? 
Now the government is asking born males if they will get offended by calling us males. This political correctness BS has gone way too far. Uh, hashtag Ozpol. Oh, God. Which, like... Such classic, a confused man. Classic, uh, dumb, confused, conservative shit. Mm-hmm. I was so mad when someone asked me a question. Someone asked me a question that made me wild with anger. Someone asked me a question that I easily knew the answer to. The answer, I could have just said yes. The answer was one syllable, uh, three letters. This is a great imposition to me. What I love about a lot of this stuff is that, like, the the very strong, the very strong implication that what makes these people in these situations really, really mad is like having to just be aware of other yeah. people or having to mm. even think for a having second. Having to consider other people. Yeah, sh- showing somebody who is not like exactly like them the smallest kindness. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, this idea that they might have to consider for even the briefest of seconds that they are not just the default option in the world. I also just don't even think this is true. Mm. <laughs> I don't feel like my gov is the most woke place. I just yeah. don't think this happened. Maybe it didn't. So, They're probably just like, are you is, is a male? Because he's, he's got a weird voice, to be fair. Well, I wondered as well if, like... <laughs> I wondered as well if... um. Yeah, like uh, I, I like that he's that he's mad because he's like now suddenly they're asking, and it just makes me go, well, is this just a a new, a new like field that they've identified in their forms, and now they just ask it and then they tick that box. Yeah, you know, which would be great. I just I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. So uh, this made Jared very upset, and he, he posted triggered. about it. He was and triggered AF. Extremely triggered, wasn't he? So, um, people obviously addressed his concerns for him by calling him a huge fucking idiot all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just got on there and really let him know how hugely stupid he sounded. It wasn't even that aggressive. It was just like, do you need a blanket? Are you <laughs> going to be okay? Yeah. And um, so, so, we posted a video. Now, keep in mind, we all know if there's one thing you can do to prove that something doesn't bother you at all, it's to get a professionally shot video made of yourself addressing it. This video would have taken so long. It's got edits. This video's got edits. Not only does it have edits, it says, he posted it to Twitter. Not only does it have edits, but it says in it, the full video can be found on my Facebook page. And it is. It's a diff- It's a longer cut on the Facebook. This oh, video has God. taken him and his team like half a day to make. It's been the whole day. So, folks, I was checking out this video, and um, and there was a little surprise for me um, in this video. So, let me just play some of this audio for you now, and we'll see if anything jumps out at you, okay? Hey, folks. Political correctness in Australia has gone bonkers. Yesterday, I had to phone my gov for some technical assistance and was asked a question, is it okay if I identify as a male? I was taken aback because I'm like, well... I'm a male, I've always been a male, why would I be even asked the question? Because the government's got all my records anyway. So I tweeted it out and I did not expect the barrage of complaints and hate because I am standing up to political correctness and saying it's wrong in Australia. So I thought we'll show some of the the love that I received on Twitter yesterday. So this one's from Jenny Noy. She says, 
Sorry, we got that wrong. You'll be identified as your correct gender. A snivelling man-baby from now on. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. But I don't get offended by this stuff, so it doesn't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm not mad. Wolfgang not Savage, mad. I identify you as a prat, if that helps. <laughs> Lucy Valentine says, did you die? <laughs> I love that's the one you laughed the most at. <laughs> Because it's still it's funny. funny. He's saying my name on the Facebook <laughs> on the Facebook video. He says, "I'm sorry, Lucy. I'm still alive." So I really appreciated that apology. Oh my goodness, my good. My, yeah, the best part of that video by far is him saying, "Oh, I'm not upset by this stuff. This it stuff doesn't, doesn't offend me at all." That's why I made a whole video about it. This stuff doesn't offend me. That's why I made a whole video of myself reading all these And then he calls out. them hate tweets. He says that he got all these hate tweets and abuse where it's just people being like, oh, are you okay, mate? Like People being like, you dipshit. You're an absolute fuckwit. I also really like that. Like, And again, when you, when you read that original tweet in the context that it was provided, it's just him going... Oh, I called this thing and they asked me a question I didn't like and now I got to tell everybody about it and say that it made me feel funny and people just go shut up dickhead and his voice when, is stupid well and when he posts the video about it he casts himself in this role of I am I am receiving a barrage of hateful just torrents of hate from the from the left troll hate brigade he said like barrage he says it funny because he's he does an idiot. barrage a barrage of hate a barrage um you but but you he says the queensland accent i am i am sorry that's, just, that, that's racism i'm very sorry how do you how do you say it Theo? i'm not, I'm not going to be held to any pronunciation <laughs> especially <laughs> that one um but yeah so so he you know claims that he's received these torrents of abuse and in his own words he says because I'm standing up for against political correctness mm. and saying it's like it's a sentence that doesn't even make sense either. He says, standing up against political correctness and saying it's wrong in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even really function as a sentence, but. And then he brings up the Aussie larrikin spirit. My God. Which is apparently not what all these people calling him a dickhead is. Well, yeah, again, it's just this whole disjointed thing of, like, you know, maybe if he made some kind of Rodney Rude type joke about trans people or something in, in yeah, the course of Yeah, just do a trans tweet, joke, Jared. Just go for it. Well, like, at, at, least, at least then you could attempt to defend it in some sort of context of, oh... Just, just having a laugh. Hey, yeah. I'm just having a laugh and you're trying to censor me in BPC and all this sort of shit. Mm. The the whole thing was him bringing this thing up and going, oh, it's, it's Someone asked me a question and it upset me. And everybody says, man, you big dickhead. And he's like... You're a huge baby. Being censored. Being censored. And People- at no point, like, he, he literally asks the question, um, like... Um, well, I, I'm a man, I've been a man my whole life. Why would I need to be asked this question, right? But he asks it in an entirely rhetorical way. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can't spend half a second turning that around on yourself and going, why am I being asked this question? They can't mm. imagine something outside of their experience, like even that one step where they're being, like, led to water, they will not drink. Hmm. Does he not perhaps realize that there are people who, um, at the start of their life, 
were identified as males, and then at some later on point in their life, they are no longer identifying as a male. He can't. Either way, I appreciate him amplifying the voices of women. That's yeah, true. <laughs> true Shout respect. Out Jared. True respect. Friend of the show, Jared. Yep. It's um, yeah, it's been a big week for state politicians saying fucking idiotic stuff. Mm. 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 Uh, next up on the slate, we've got um, notorious shitheel, uh, labor labor leader. Labour opposition leader, I guess. No, wait, is he the opposition? No. Where's Are you talking about Albert? No, I'm talking about bloody bloody Luke Foley. Oh. He's the opposition leader in New South Wales, isn't oh, he? Ah, okay. Against um, uh, the very difficult to spell Gladys Berejiklian. Mm-hmm. What a name. What a name. Now, folks, this might confuse you because uh, the Liberal Party, currently in power in New South Wales other conservatives and the labor party is theoretically the left-wing party <laughs> in theory in a Hilarious. broad broad historical how, context how kind of long theory. till that stops being true <sighs> Let surely me read everyone you. knows by now well you'd hope so and and this guy isn't doing him any favors right so le- leader of the new south wales labor party and current opposition uh, he had himself a sweet little headline in the Daily Telegraph in a massive, massive 8,000-point bold black uh, copy. Let me read to you this headline. Stop white flight. Labor oh, leader says Syrian and Iraqi refugees are swamping suburbs. Woo! Whoa! That is... Let's Not turn great. back the oh. clock. Oh, some boy. old school racism. Yeah, some Ooh. real nineties racism. Retro. Yeah, it's uh, it's very bad. It's very bad. Got my fluoro pants with the triangles on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what are the shirts that change color um, with the temperature? Oh, yeah. Hypercolor shirts. Hypercolor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they worked once and then you washed them and that was it. Yep, and I'm cracking open the old crypto racist jar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an extremely bad take from Luke Foley, um, who basically, he, he sort of, he doubled down on the whole thing. Um, and, and like, the problem, part of the problem was that, you know, he tried to defend it as not being about race, but um, he specifically referred to Anglo families. Yeah, let me, let me read you the quote here, okay? Yeah, from the Daily Telegraph. Labour leader Luke Foley says a, quote, White flight is occurring across Western Sydney with, quote, many Anglo families forced Ooh. to move out of, quote, forgotten suburbs, struggling to cope with the, quote, huge burden of migration. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, boy. Good grief. There is no good way to take that one. Nope. Yikes. Wowie. Um, so, so look, it's bad. It's bad, folks. Um, just in case, just in case you know you're not familiar with the term, I'll, I'll hit you with a bit of the old the wiki. Uh, white flight is a term that originated in the U.S. starting in the 50s and 60s and applied to the large-scale migration of people of various European ancestries from racially mixed urban regions to more racially homogenous suburban or exurban regions. 
Uh, migration of middle-class white populations was observed during the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s out of cities such as Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, and Oakland. Although racial segregation of public schools has ended there long before the U.S. Supreme Court's decision, Brown v. Board of Education in 1954. In the 1970s, attempts to achieve effective desegregation by means of forced busing in some areas led to more families moving out of former areas. More generally, some historians suggested that white flight occurred in response to population pressures, both from the large migration of blacks from the rural south to northern cities in the Great Migration, and the waves of new immigrants from southern and eastern Europe. And, and I really like this uh, dissenting opinion here. Okay. However, however, some historians have challenged the phrase white flight as a misnomer whose use should be reconsidered. In her study of West Side Chicago during the post-war era, historian Amanda Seligman argues that the phrase misleadingly suggests that whites immediately departed when blacks moved into the neighborhood, when oh, in God. fact many whites defended their space with violence, intimidation, or legal oh, tactics. God. <laughs> oh. I like that. That's the well. They didn't. They they didn't just. They didn't just fly off. You know, they did some fucked up stuff first. Uh, so, with that context in mind, it's good to know that he defended the language, uh, saying it's an academic term. Uh. <laughs> uh, quote: It's an identifiable phenomenon in many Western cities that reflect the changing cultural mix of many suburbs. He told ABC Radio on Thursday when defending his comments: "This is a class issue more than a race issue." Oh, End quote. God. Uh, I'm wondering if somebody, you know, some advisor perhaps pulled him to the side and said, oh my God, you fucking moron. They said, uh, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, but, but this, all this is doing, so he shed his pants, right? And then by, by like taking this further to link it to class, he's had his pants fall down around his ankles and then he's tripped over, right? Because he's now tangling up class and race, um quite like you know revealing what he thinks of the class of people that are coming that are coming in right like like the the white people are of a higher ca uh, caste right like why would why, you why would you like start said, with with white flight if if you wanted to make an academic point about class unless it was to be super racist unintentionally well like in the initial thing you know Every one of those little pull quotes, you know, the the huge burden of migration swamped, like all that sort of oh, shit. Oh, it's all the it's the language that we know and love. It's all the most dog whistle shit. Like, um, I saw somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who, say, like, um, man, you know, you're having a bad day when you like when you fuck up, like when you manage to not get a gain from doing racist politics in Australia. <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm wondering if somebody pulled him aside and sternly uh, stage whispered to him, uh, "You fucking moron! Sydney is like two thirds first or second generation migrant. You you massive massive dickhead. Um, you'll be shocked to know that he wound up apologising." Uh, in a statement released after question time, Mr. Foley apologized in one of our favorite types of apologies. Are you ready for a good, for a good old-fashioned... Is it a sorry political... butt? Ooh, 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 ready. <laughs> Here we go. Um, quote, in the course of a 30-minute interview yesterday, 
I use the phrase white flight, he said. That phrase is offensive to many. I apologize and will not use that phrase again. My priority is campaigning for better schools and TAFEs and more good jobs for all the people and communities of Sydney's West. As long as they're Anglo-Saxon. I, <laughs> I love, um, I love like, that, yeah, what he's, what he said is, like, there's, there's too many migrants coming in, there's too many refugees coming in, they're fucking it up for everybody else, all the white people are running away as they should because it's a big burden on them and everyone's like, whoa, you fucking piece of shit. And he's like, ooh, I agree. That phrase can be interpreted to be bad. So if I <laughs> if I'm not using that phrase, then everything I'm saying is fine. Yeah, the the phrase that I used to perfectly sum up my hugely racist opinion, <laughs> some people may have a problem with. Also, it's it's very telling uh, that the place that he uh, the ostensibly uh, left wing party member uh, could get his um, opinion published um in huge like you said like 96 point font uh is the daily telegraph uh yep the, the, oddly enough oddly it's enough prime the, non-racist paper if i was going to pick a non-racist paper it would be paper. the daily telegraph yeah yeah um now yeah it's 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 not been a great look now you know things are going well for you politically as the leader of the not right-wing party, um, when One Nation leader Pauline Hanson comes out and praises you for your comments. Oh, God. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, So, Lucy, you'll see that I've I've sent to you... (laughs) Yes, what is this? ...the section of this transcript that, um, Uh, of course, of course we're going to need you to do your best Pauline Hanson. It is a Pauline Hanson quote. Well, Uh, great news. Great news, I'm very sick. And I uh, can't talk properly. All the better. Uh, All the better. You'll get that nice wavery quality. I'm very shaky in my chest, so this is just perfect. Excellent, excellent. Is is this a recent quote? Well, yes, this is is in praise of Luke Foley for his white flight comments. Oh, God, it's bad. So, um, here's... Folks, close your eyes. I know know you're just listening to audio, but it helps. Mm. It helps. Close your eyes. I know Um, I have a beautiful timbre of my voice, but just uh, suspend... Believe if you're on the toilet, uh, turn the light off to establish the mood. <laughs> yep, bit of if you're jacking off, turn the lights off. Yep, think or about Pauline, or if the lights are off, turn the lights on. Um, whatever works to, to get you into the zone. Look at a big a, picture of Pauline Hanson, big picture of Pauline Hanson, and imagine these words coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I've been saying this, and I said it 20 years ago. There would be places that we won't even recognise as being Australian. I said they're forming ghettos, and that's exactly what's happening. And people are starting to talk about it. Yes, they are. (laughs) People are forced out of their homes that they grew up in because they are not assimilating. We don't put restrictions on that they must speak English. They must assimilate into our society. Respect our laws and our culture. Good on Luke Foley because it needs to be debated. End quote. <sighs> End quote. You really got that good quality of sounding uh, like she's just about to cry. Yeah, it's good. She I can't always really sounds like right she's now, just so about to cry. Much. She does. I think she really is, actually. <laughs> Every day. It's because she's just constantly confused about where she's at. She doesn't know what she's doing. <clears throat> 
Yep. So, um, like I said, never, never great. Never great when uh, Pauline's out there saying, good job. Good job on, yeah. your, on your views. Um, of course, the views from within his own, within his own party, not great. Uh, Sydney Morning Herald had a piece uh, which said, um, Foley is a seasoned political operator. One of his own was quick to point that out and suggested that the hopeful Premier knew exactly what he was doing in his dog-whistling politics. Another senior Labour frontbencher said there was no doubt that Foley's MPs were, quote, shocked, angry, and genuinely disappointed, while another described it as a, quote, monumental misstep. Misstep. What an ironic word to get wrong. Uh, There's no doubt this will hurt in the short term, but this was his first real mistake as leader, end quote. And I take issue with that quote, the idea that this was Luke Foley's first real mistake, because number one, holy fuck is this dude unlikable. He's extremely unlikable. As far as I can tell, he has never done anything positive. Uh, he has he's some of his greatest hits, in fact. Um, he, he opposed the ban on greyhound racing. Mm-hmm. The only thing of worth that Mike Baird the attempted to do. The only good thing that Mike Baird ever uh, did. While he was Premier. Uh, and let me just hit you with a little a little snippet from a piece around when this was happening. So, the, the Premier of New South Wales at the time, Mike Baird, announced that they were going to ban greyhound racing because of a report that came out on ABC show Four Corners, um, which really started to expose the the depth of animal abuse happening in that mm. industry in New South Wales. Um, as, as I said at the time, it's fucking stunning to me that we're supposed to have these regulatory bodies about this sort of stuff. And they're just like, well, no evidence for any of this. And it's like, well, these guys managed to just take a TV crew and go just cruise around for four weeks and got enough evidence to just shut this whole fucking industry down. Anyway, uh, so there was a piece that I found... <laughs> Um, about a little controversy of Luke Foley uh, posing in a photo with somebody at a protest. Oh, God. Uh, More than 50 Greyhound trainers, this is from ABC News, by the way, more than 50 Greyhound trainers have been caught drugging their dogs since an inquiry into the industry was appointed in May 2015, including a woman who posed with the opposition leader Luke Foley at a rally against the ban on the sport. Goldman trainer Kim Mulreen stood beside Mr. Foley to protest the ban on greyhound racing in August, a month after she was suspended from racing greyhounds because one of her dogs tested positive to cobalt, uh, which is like a performance-enhancing drug for dogs and racehorses. Mrs. Mulreen uh, was suspended for 14 weeks in July last year over the positive drug test in November 2015. Offenders also included Michael Clayton, who complained to SBS that all trainers had been tarred with the same brush as the live baiters. Um, Again, if you're an international listener, live baiting is the practice of uh, using live rabbits to teach your greyhounds to to run after them, and then you let the greyhounds savage them. Yeah, we're not the ones that let the greyhounds eat the rabbits, we're just the ones that... Uh, drug them constantly and mm. then uh, shoot them in the head when they trip. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, with a let, huge gun. Just, just check out this quote about um, Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton, who complained to SBS that all trainers had been tarred with the same brush as the live baiters. Quote, I don't have to reform. I don't do anything wrong, he said. <laughs> and that's the same for many people in this sport. End quote. Mr. Clayton pleaded guilty in September to racing a dog under the influence of meloxicam and fined $1,500. It was his second drug offence. 
Oh, God. Oh, Great company. Time. And this is the same. It's weird how these cretins appear, like, in every level of the Labour Party because um, they share, I reckon, the same blood of the people um, who uh, worry about um, the pokey operators. Mm. Um Going oh, out of business yeah. if you ever if you ever so much a glance at a pokey machine in a legislative sense. Yeah, yeah, same thing. What about all the people who shoot dogs? What are they going to do for money? <laughs> um, uh, Luke Foley also uh, promised to abolish the safe schools program if he became New South Wales Premier. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a little piece for you, and you'll you'll find out. I'm bearing the lead here. You'll find out at the end of this where this quote is from. The controversial safe schools program will never return to New South Wales under a Labor government. New South Wales opposition leader Luke Foley has vowed, labelling the anti-bullying program quote gone for good. The Labor leader vowed to ensure it never resurfaced if he was elected New South Wales Premier. Quote. I want to be clear, the Safe Schools program will not return, he told Miranda Devine on her new online <laughs> radio show, Miranda Live. Oh, God. So, look, folks. If, uh, if the people who find themselves aligning themselves most closely to you politically are people who drug and shoot dogs um, and Pauline Hanson and Miranda Devine... You're kind of fucking up. Yep. You're pretty bad at everything. You're very unlikable. You take the wrong position on every issue that comes up. Luke Foley, retire, bitch. I thought Just you were going to go over. Off. You are the weakest link there for a second. Uh, oh, I feel like that's pretty retro. Because, well, we're in the 90s. <laughs> we are in the 90s. Are we in the 90s? What yeah. I would say is fook lolly. Hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, that's good. It's mm. solid. Mm-hmm. It's solid because it sounds a bit like. Over for a while. Well, it sounds a bit like fuck. It sounds a bit like fuck and a bit like lol. So. It does. It's solid. It's very solid. Uh, and with that, it's time to move on to one of our most treasured segments. You know what I'm talking about, folks. It is, in fact, time for Paging Dr. Lucy. <laughs> oh no, I'm so unprepared. The doctor's in the house. I'm so unprepared. Oh, did you not even uh, did you not even get a thing? Because I've got a I, thing. I've got one. Do you have a thing? Well, I I invented a game. Yes. All right, folks, if you're not familiar with this segment, Paging Dr. Lucy uh is one in which we dive into Reddit's relationships subreddit and we pull up a couple of requests for uh, for assistance on a doomed relationship. And we comment on it, knowing that that person will never receive the advice. 95% of the time, the advice is to break up with the dead shit that you're writing the thing about. Um, now, one of the things that we've commented on repeatedly when doing this is that any time that the people writing the post are like 16 to 19 years old, mm. it's mm-hmm. always the, the dumbest shit and they should absolutely break off the relationship because for God's sake, you got your whole life ahead of you. So, um, I invented a little game, and that is where you search the relationship subreddit by um, 19M, by looking for 19M, which oh. will get you all the, all the results God that involve damn. a 19-year-old male. That's genius. 
And so, let me hit you, if oh, I can. Hit me. hit me. With, um, I'm just giving you headlines here, right? Yeah. Just so we can uncover the nature of the 19-year-old male. <clears throat> uh, 19-year-old male, my girlfriend of three weeks is talking about marriage and saying, <laughs> I love you. <gasps> hmm. Uh-huh. My 19-year-old male friend says, I'm too old to go to university. Am I overreacting by feeling annoyed? The person who wrote that post was 20, by the oh, way. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> having 20 and having your 19-year-old friend. Oh, you too. Fuck off, man. Fuck off. Uh, my friend's 19-year-old male boyfriend tried to take a Snapchat of her making fun of her when she was being sick. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my 19-year-old male boyfriend did something incredibly mean to another woman. These are incredible. 19-year-old <laughs> male. My new girlfriend looks exactly like my ex. My ex has noticed this. <laughs> 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 Dumped my boyfriend, 19-year-old male, because he made a rude comment about a huge scar on my 16-year-old brother's face. Oh, God. Mm. Why is people all pieces of shit? I, because I the 19 year old 19 year old male yeah i really like this one though 19 year old male my 22 year old female friend of two years started a rumor that we had sex with each other and convinced our friend group to pressure me into dating her i'm questioning our friendship now wow <laughs> what also who keeps track of how long you've been friends with someone very weird i i just like that it's only that's that's a good flip around of like, you know, all the ones where it's someone like, my abusive boyfriend calls me an ugly fat slut every single day on the hour. He has his watch set and every time it beats, <laughs> he, he yells at me. Am I in the wrong? Am I? Yeah, am I wrong for feeling weird about this? Um, I found <laughs> I found out my 19-year-old male boyfriend's surprise present to me is to take me skydiving, but I have a crippling lifelong fear of heights. What do I do? <laughs> oh, God. And of course, my 19-year-old male brother-in-law stole my panties. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, they're not really related. <laughs> that, actually, there was another one which, was, um, which I thought was funny and then I read too much of it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just bummed out. Give us. And it was a, um, it was a 16-year-old girl saying... Um, my my 19 year old male stepbrother who is like an amazing artist and people will like pay 150 bucks to commission like sketches of themselves and everything i found a notebook of his and he had been drawing me and the entire book was just full of drawings of me of like my head and my head and my shoulders and me in my underwear and me naked and me in sexual poses and they're all like frighteningly anatomically correct oh god uh which was fucked up enough as it is but then it then it got too far down into like people saying oh why don't you why don't you show your uh your mum or your stepmom or and, and like every person in a family doesn't care about her and it was very sad um so yeah 19, 19 year old males keep it up yeah keep it up we need more keep content it. yeah well well represented on reddit apparently because everything uh, i've been looking at is just really depressing yep it's not yep. funny did, at all did, well did you did you pick one for us in the end there was nothing good the funniest good. one i found is uh could sperm have come out of the base of my condom 18 year old male <laughs> 
What are the chances of pregnancy? <laughs> How long did you leave that thing on afterwards? What's basically, going on? It's basically just like he saw some white stuff at the base of the condom. And he's like, that's my G's right there. Is she pregnant? I bet it wasn't his And G's. everyone's like, uh, it's not your G's, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry are, about it. There are other things. There are other fluids involved. Yeah. It's fine. Calm down. Just Calm chill out. Down. Just chill out. Oh. I remember just having no idea what a dick did. Wow. Yep. That was a better day. Sure. Remember. <laughs> oh. Remember having to use condoms. Ugh. Ugh. Tell you what, if I if I ever get divorced, I am just shooting myself immediately. Cause no way. <laughs> no way am I going back to that. I uh I got life insurance, folks. So you don't have to use condoms? Yeah, is that what yeah. life insurance yeah, is? So I, so I can do more dangerous <laughs> shit with my dick. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got a uh, I got life insurance because um, I'm a big boy now. I'm an old man, and I got uh, little kids and a wife and all that kind of shit. Right. And um, apparently, you're supposed to have stuff like a will and life insurance and all that kind Jesus. of shit. Jesus. And um and so I was I was getting hooked up with a policy, and they ask you all all the questions. Um, they asked me. If, I, if I'm going to do any stuff on a plane that does not involve, like, just being a passenger on a commercial flight. Okay. Um, yeah, like, they, they ask you all the, all the dangerous uh, behavior questions. And, um, and the guy was like, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this. Uh, look, it's, it's just a question. I have to ask it. I'm going to ask it. And then we're going we're gonna to move past it, okay? I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's it's fine. Just go. It was like, have you had unprotected anal sex with anyone <laughs> besides your partner in the last five years? I was like, oh, God. I was like, nope. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. It's like. He's used to the answer being yes. <laughs> everybody's just like, yes, dozens of people. And it's yeah. rude that you asked. I just cheat purely for anal sex. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that. Um, if, it's, if it's vaginal, I always use a condom. There was, but if um, it's... <laughs> I knew of a of a medical case, and I can't say how I uh, not not firsthand, but let's say secondhand. Um, where... <laughs> <laughs> Only raising more okay. questions. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't know the guy. It's uh, it's complicated. But um, he um got a he w- had a hall pass basically once a year wow from his marriage uh and he would go away and shoot a bunch of heroin uh <laughs> and uh get get raw dogged by strangers oh god taylor's oh. oldest time um we've yeah. all been there we've yeah. all been there i haven't <laughs> we um, haven't been there won't. just to be clear yeah 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 i have not been there um, yeah, well, that's a thing. That's a thing. I mean, yeah, we've all we've all been at the doctor's office like the poly guy pretending to count off on our fingers how many partners we yeah, have. Yeah, and the doctor's like, oh, how many girlfriends this week, mate? I just I love shit like that. You can just imagine like how that conversation actually went. So, folks, we got a letter. We got a letter in the mailbag. Did we? Letter in the mailbag. Just one. Just Big one? empty sack today. Oh. Big empty sack. Empty sack. Reaching right down the very bottom, scraping at the Reaching walls. Reaching the sack. Yep. Dry heaving out of the sack. 
and so on on the last bonus episode for friends of the show who subscribe on Patreon and get extra episodes, uh, we took a whole bunch of letters. We drained the sack on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we dumped it all out. And one of the letters that we took was from a friend of the show. And um, look, I'll be real with you. I, I had a crack at saying their name. And um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And I said, look, write to the show and tell me if I got it right. And they did. They oh. did. Yeah. So friend of the show, um, Alaric Powell writes, Hi, guys. Writing back to you all to answer your questions. You did pronounce my name right. Alaric. So for your context, folks, it's spelled A-L-A-R-I-C. Mm-hmm. Alaric, which about 90% of people usually aren't able to the first time. Uh, Alaric is the typical one. So that was pretty neat to hear. Wow. So let me just say, fucking slam dunk. Hell yes. That's a, that's a slam dunk and a swish if it's possible to do that. What do you, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, really, not really a big basketball guy. No. <laughs> Uh, and it is a masculine name, though I identify as genderqueer and usually use they, them pronouns, but it's not like y'all could have known that, so that's totally okay. As for the origins of my name, my American parents found it in a book of baby names. They had really normal names themselves and wanted something different. And my dad thought that Alaric sounded cool. Uh, but it actually dates back to the Visigoths, a Germanic tribe that was led by Alaric I during the sack Rome in does. 410. It's I thought a wizard I knew name. the name from somewhere. It's a wizard name. <laughs> I think it's in Asterix. <laughs> It's in something. Yeah, I assume that Visigoth means like super goth, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think it means um, Western goth. Really? Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but you go, you got your Visigoths and you got your Ostrogoths. Hmm. And I thought they were Western East, but... You've got the old goth scientist over here. Uh, it, it, it was led by... Germanic tribe led by Alaric I during the Sac Rome in 410, an event which historians have classically associated with the catastrophic end of the Roman Empire, which as a medieval late antique history grad student I would object to, but that's a whole other can of worms. My parents didn't know about that part of the name's origin until a relative faxed them an encyclopedia article about Alaric a few years after I was born, and they were pretty surprised to learn they named their kid after a barbarian. Anyway, love the show, and thanks for taking my question. I was about to ask who the fuck faxes anything to anyone, but if it was a couple of years after you were born, then, that then that's reasonable. That's reasonable. But um, fax machines, folks. King the of the Visigoths. That rule. King, king of, friend of the show, Alaric, king of the Visigoths. Yep. So thanks for writing in. Uh, it's is. good to know that, as usual, I was 100% correct in that's my right. guessing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that'll do us for this week, folks. Um, anybody anybody want to say anything nice to the people? Anybody want to blow any kisses down the pipe? Um, I don't want to blow any kisses. Yeah, yeah well, I think we're all infectious at the moment. Yeah, oh. we're all very sick. We don't we don't kiss us. Yeah, I've uh, I just got a mild headache and I don't think that that's catching. Yeah, well, so. we've all got problems. Yeah. We've all, got problems. <laughs> all right. We don't have wives to take care of us. Yeah, it's true. I'm just suffering alone. Hey. Don't even have any cats. Oh, you got to get a cat. Yeah, it's true. I hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. I spent about 90% of my relationship with my cat now telling her to shut the fuck up. 
I don't want to hear are. it. They just make noise. Just a little noise box. That's yep. all she is. They don't do anything. There's no right, Couscous. She's just over here on the couch. Couscous. Jesus. Yep. It's the whitest name I've ever heard. Cat of the show. I didn't name cat the, the cat. Show. Do you remember when white people used to eat couscous? <laughs> Instead of like quinoa? Yeah, it was pretty 90s. It was yeah. the 90s quinoa. 90s loved it? couscous. Yeah, couscous is still good. You ever have that like pearl pearl barley oh, pearl yeah, couscous? Yeah, the, the big motherfuckers? Oh, yeah, it's good. It's oh, good mama. Yeah, you get some butter in that, some chicken oh, yeah. stock. Oh, yeah. Ooh, folks, if good you get a stuff. chance, get a chance to try out some of those great big couscouses. Yeah, it's uh, about $5 for a box of two serves. Uh, oh, look. If you want any pleasure in life, you want any pleasure in life, you got to fork out five bucks every That's now and then. That's right. Just how it goes. Nice it's got Ainsley, Ainsley Harriet's huge face on the on the box. Exactly. <laughs> Big old Dude, moon face. Love saying couscous, that guy. He gets paid every time someone says couscous. Yep. So do we. Right. Uh, and we're going to leave it there. So thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.